As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. This podcast is brought to you in part by Creative Live. Creative Live is an online learning platform featuring classes taught by industry leaders such as Nir Ayal and Alex Bloomberg. Go to creativelive.com forward slash rocketship and find some of our favorite classes, buy them and get 30% off. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Michael Sockham. Today we had John Naster back on the show. He's the host of Hack the Entrepreneur and the recent author of How to Stop Procrastinating, Build a Business, and Do Work That Matters, uh, the Hack the Entrepreneur book. He's taken 50 of his favorite lessons from the last year and in interviewing over 170 people and put it all into a book that's accessible and quick. And so he comes and shares some of his favorite lessons from the last year that he's learned. Let's get into it. 
Bench is an online bookkeeping service that provides you with tax-ready financial statements from professional bookkeepers. Let Bench handle your bookkeeping so you don't have to. Go to bench.co forward slash rocket ship to get 20% off. 20% off your first six months today. Today. (laughs) So John, welcome. Glad to have you back on the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, you you're doing Hack the Entrepreneur. Um, sounds like full time now, among some other projects. So you're always staying busy. But what we're here to talk about today is you have recently released a book based on all of the learnings from recording Hack the Entrepreneur for it must be the last two years, right? Yes. Well, it's yeah, last September. I launched. Yeah. Number fourth. It's pretty awesome. 170 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations so. on that. And it's always nice to kind of sit back and reflect on the book, you know, on those lessons and then pull it into to a book. Yeah, it is. And it, it actually, this weekend was the first weekend I took like a couple hours actually and took a little bit of downtime. And I got the first like paperback version in my hand on Friday and I actually sat down and reread parts. Okay. Uh, and so there'd been so much going on since I wrote it, uh, even though it wasn't that long ago that I right. wrote parts of it. It was like, I was reading the beginning. I was like, wow, this is really good. But I was like, that's a stupid thing to say. It was like, but it was like almost like I didn't write it. It was just like... <laughs> It was kind of funny, and I just I I noticed myself saying it to him. My wife looks at me like, "Seriously, it's your book. Man. You're, you're reading your own book now, right?" <laughs> so, I mean, so about two months ago, you started this project. Um, was it what you expected when you got started? No, it's actually completely different. So the reason why I started was starting. I'm going to say about this time last year. I was getting emails from listeners and being like, oh, I went to your site like and expecting to kind of have like a, an ebook or something summarized of like all your interviews kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I started and then in August I got one. Somebody's like, I'm looking for this episode. He tried to describe this episode. He's like, <laughs> I'm working on this business idea right now. And you talked about it about 50 or so episodes ago. And he's like, if you could put a book together and then separate it into like your five categories of your site. So when I'm on my idea section, I could just pick up the book and go through the ideas. And then that was like it. I'm like, bang. I'm like, there we go. That's what the book is going to be. And so it was going to literally be because I have, I was doing them before, but then with the network, uh, we do transcripts. Um, It was literally going to be like transcripted. I pull out the hack of each episode anyways and do my little essay. It was going to just be like transcripts for 50 episodes. That was literally going to be it. And it was going to be like a quote unquote ebook, um, put it up on the site for free, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Just kind of a different way to consume the content. But then as I got into it, it like, of course, like every project, just like, no, it could be better. 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 Um, and then it was, and it was, it was. And it's completely, then it got to the point, like, now it's like, I got to make a real cover. Now I got to like, actually like print this into a paperback. Now I should actually work with somebody to launch it. Um, because it was actually something feasible. It was something good. It wasn't literally just a quote unquote ebook, even though it's obviously available on Amazon. Um, it kind of turned into like a real book. And so it, 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 
but halfway through, I just got really kind of actually proud of it. Um, nice. And it wasn't just like, well, this is just like a free opt-in kind of thing, you know? Yep. Um, yep. It's not really that at all anymore. It's really just a book. So p- for people that um, I guess may or may not have heard your show, um, Hack the Entrepreneur, what it, what what is what does this book kind of represent and what are they going to take away from it? Sure. The book is kind of like... I've done 170 episodes live, but over 200 interviews now of brilliant entrepreneurs, right? From entrepreneurs that are literally creating products just with their laptop, traveling the world, living the life of lifestyle design, um, to people who have massive business with like thousands of employees. So I started looking for and realizing sort of themes throughout the conversations. um, And then I broke my sight uh, when I joined uh, Rainmaker FM network, I broke my site um, sort of visually and also like categorically into five categories um, so that you could start to kind of go through. And so it's broken into getting started, um, mindset, ideas, being wrong, and then growth at the end. Um, and so I categorized the book in the same way. Um, and I wanted to keep it sort of digestible. So I decided to pick 50 of the best um, hacks that fit into those categories. And I, because there's five categories and there's 50 I wanted, I did 10 of each. Um, so it was a real game actually of on Trello of like <laughs> trying to fit I, it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have so many, right? And it's yep. like, these ones have to be in. And then it's like, these ones have to be in, but now I have like 80 that are about growth and right. I only have six that are in getting started. So then it's like going through it again. So it was a huge process for about a month of actually figuring out how to do that. And then actually we wrote out completely 60 of them. Um, and then I had to pull from there, which ones I wanted, which ones I didn't. Um, and so it follows that. So if you were just getting started, um, and you needed just like that kick in the ass and that spark to kind of, plus also like some bigger things like, um, like the second or third quote or hack is from, um, Patrick McKenzie, who most people know probably as Calzumius, um, also now the co-founder and CEO of Starfighter. Um, yep. And his is just like this idea of like businesses are like software and setting up the right foundation early on pays off dividends. And so it's kind of that, right? So things to kind of think of when you're getting started in your business um, and then all the way through to kind of dealing with the idea process, dealing with the failures that are obviously going to come along the way um, and then ultimate growth at the end. I know um, so, for for failure, right? You've got Seth Godin, who's one of the, I don't know, just amazing thinkers um, in our space. Take me through what you would learn or by reading his his chapter. Um, Seth Godin. Well, Seth Godin is, I mean, one of my heroes, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the longest time. And so his his idea is not that you are. It's not failure that's actually the problem. It's the idea of um, the way we deal with failure um, that's actually the problem and how it's actually like life is kind of this um, long sentence of failures in a row that you have to kind of deal with. And the way you, if you push through them, you will see the successes on the other side um, and you kind of have to learn to enjoy them. So that's... Um, that was that was one of the conversations that I mean he automatically had to make it into the book right. <laughs> because it was one of the conversations I got to have that I was so 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 excited to get to have and then um, 
a really cool thing was I sent him the introduction to the book um, about a month ago, uh, just the Google Doc version or whatever. And he, um, just to tell him that he was in it and sent him his hack and then the intro. And he actually wrote me a blurb for the back of the book. Oh, nice. um, so I've got this, I've, I've got a foreword written by Chris Brogan. Yeah. who was my very, very first interview um, and somebody I've admired for many, many years and been reading his books. And then Seth Godin, um, kind of the ultimate of this sort of genre, um, wrote a blurb about how everyone should read this book at the back. So I was just, that's why when I was looking at it this weekend, I was like, it doesn't seem like my book. It's, it's kind really of surreal. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Super surreal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's Seth Godin. <laughs> When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att. Com. That's business.att.com. What are some of the, you know, you've been on this journey and you've been growing, um, even since the last time you were on the show, um, you know, you were, you were kind of, you, you were doing the podcast, but you hadn't yet joined um, Rainmaker. Um, but how have these conversations shaped your life and, and, and what you're doing today? Um, they've shaped my life in, I guess, belief in what I do. And uh, I think just knowing that um, everything, kind of everything we all have within of a, in us, we can um, do really kind of big, cool things with. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it, it's something that I'm kind of just coming to terms with. I mean, as I say it. Um, as I launched the book today uh, and get like tons of feedback from people, it doesn't, it almost doesn't seem like they're saying it to me um, <laughs> because I didn't always, it's one of those things you don't always think that, like you see other people do these things and yep. you just think that like, oh, they do it. It's like, well, actually I'm kind of just doing it now. And I've just kind of followed and literally like exposed as much of myself as I possibly could. The whole punk rock drumming thing, the whole, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like I n- in no way play the game of trying to be anybody else at this point. And it seems the more I do that, um, the more people kind of dig it and the more people kind of want to, even people who, I mean, aren't into punk rock, like most people aren't um, and stuff. They still, they really like um, just the personal side of it. Yeah. Um, and so it actually, when I was going through it, um, I guess there's one that really kind of stuck out to me. And it was, it's one of the hacks in the book. Um, I actually can't remember what section it would be in, but um, it was Todd Garland. So he created buy, sell ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to be like CMO or something of HubSpot. Um, but he says, he was saying that um, you have to be resilient and able to continue building what you believe to be the next best thing. Um, and that to me was 
kind of exactly what I did with Hack the Entrepreneur. Um, and it's one of those things that, like when I went through the process of getting ready to launch Hack the Entrepreneur, then launching it, and then just putting my head down for the last 170 episodes, ignoring a lot of what people said and just kind of driving through and just like continually, like three episodes a week, three episodes a week, three episodes a week, doesn't matter. Like big names, people that you've never heard of, everything, and just being super into the conversations and feeling just within myself and not really caring what anybody else thought that this actually is something that really, really will help a lot of people and people will dig it once they find it. Um, and I just have to keep my head down and push. So I really did feel that it was Hack the Entrepreneur could be the next big thing, mm-hmm. um, which obviously we all think that about everything we launch. But I know with so, with when I look back now on everything else I've kind of launched, I've thought that, but I've thought that I think on the surface. Um, and I haven't, and there's always been sort of a hesitation. And with Hack the Entrepreneur, the only difference I can see now with everything else I've done is that there was no hesitation. Like, I know that I did sh- like some crappy things along the way. I know I screwed up a ton of stuff. Like, of course, like it wasn't that I was the best thing. It's just that I felt like I was hitting a market in just a unique enough way. Um, and that because the conversations were so, so meaningful to me and that like I pace around my house after and I couldn't sleep after I'd have them because I was so excited with, and I still do this to this day. Like I just truly enjoy these conversations and I get so involved in them that I just really, really, truly have a feeling that it would be the next best thing. Um, and it's cool because that's, I mean, what Todd then said, right? And so as I'm reading it, it's, it's cool. And I guess, I mean, it's the whole, I think I get something from all 50 of the hacks now as I'm reading back through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably why I picked them, right? Yep. Um, because it's my life and kind of through it, I'm seeing other people. And I guess it's the idea too that although like... The hacks are like any hacks, like any life hack or anything. They're all supposed to be just things that you kind of gleam into. You don't, they're not things that I should just pick up and now start doing all 50 of those things. You just couldn't, you wouldn't accomplish anything, right? But you're supposed to kind of look for things either looking back and seeing how you got to where you are or looking forward and try and take a little bit from things and just uh, from one person and see it's like well maybe if i try that a little bit but you can't just kind of use it to just like shiny object syndrome and go there to there to there to there to there um it's just kind of it's interesting too to see like 50 different people with 50 completely different businesses that have like done massive things in completely different ways and they're all a hundred percent different like if you if you had all 50 of those people in a room most of them wouldn't like each other. <laughs> it's um, true. <laughs> they wouldn't get along. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. not all one type of person at all. There's, they're actually 50 completely different people, yeah. um, which is really, really cool, right? It's really cool for people that are trying to kind of get this whole thing going or not seeing the success that they want to. Sometimes we think that we need to then be like Todd Garland or somebody else when really it's like, no, you just try and like figure out different aspects of you, but really that's all it is is you got to just know that it's in you and then you got to be building something that you truly believe can be the next big thing i want to i'd love to touch on that a little bit more um i mean we talked about when you were getting started before um but when you started did you think you'd be here today like is this the is this what you pictured when you got started with hack the entrepreneur uh this is not what I pictured, but it's 
what I hoped. Okay. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, I couldn't even have actually hoped for quite this much. Um, or like in this way, it's one of those things that it makes sense looking back, but it didn't make sense if I would have tried to project it forward. Um, like, I don't, I think it's impossible to know exactly where, like if you tried to ask me where exactly I'll be next year from now, mm-hmm. um, I have an idea like thematically where I would love to see my business grow to, but it's, I honestly know, like I have no idea what is going to come into my inbox tomorrow or who's going to text me next week or you know what I mean? Or like who I'll meet at a conference in January and where that will take us or who I'll like, will I interview another Brian Clark? And as soon as it's done, he'll just be like, I'm coming up with this network for podcasting in like a month. You should be on it. You should be the Mm -hmm. only show part of copy blog. Like, you know what I mean? Like yep. that's, those are things I was kind of pushing for, but not through him or not through anybody. It's just, you make those weird connections that, um, like, I don't know. I wouldn't imagine that Chris Brogan was going to write my forward. Um, it's just, it's something that happened. Um, I was actually scared to death when I emailed him. So I'm like, he's going <laughs> like, to ignore the email. Then am I going to email him again and ask him again? He responded in like two minutes. It's like, and that's awesome. Can I do it like by Friday? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? so, um, I was building, I was building Hack the Entrepreneur um, literally from nothing. Like everything I had done had been behind the scenes of a keyboard. At this point, I wasn't a public face at all. I had zero sort of following, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be sort of public. I wanted to create some sort of thing. I wanted to start speaking. I wanted to start doing all these things um, that I'm no good at, but I want to start doing them. Um, and so I've done those things a little bit now and i can only see upwards from that yep um and i want more but it's i'm also super happy with what's happened in this short amount of time but it's been a ton of work like don't get me wrong it's 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 like when people ask like well how do you make a podcast like be as successful as yours like just work your ass off like stop asking people (laughs) like me how to do it when i'm so busy trying to do four episodes a week now with my two shows and write a book (laughs) and be on other shows and also like run other businesses it's i'm just busy Uh, so it's kind of what you need to do Um, yeah well and i ask because you know it really sounds like something struck with you as as a person and you followed it. Um, but, you know, a lot of what keeps us back from getting started is being able to project all of the numbers and figures and stats and bills and making sure all of that's going to get paid before you take that first step. Um, and I think what's so inspiring is that, it you know, you really just kind of followed your gut and created something out of this, um, which is, is really – the key to being successful in this in this business, I think. Yeah, yeah. And somebody was just on my show a few months ago. I can't remember who right now because they're not in my book. Mm. Um, but they will be maybe in the next one. But they said something really, really smart. One of their mentors had taught them, which was you can know like kind of um, point C, right? Like you're at point A and you kind of want to go to point C, you think. Um, but you 
you have no idea what it is because you can't see point C until you get to point B, right? So I can kind of see now where point C might be um, because I think I'm at point B from where from point A when I started, if that makes sense. Yep. You know what I mean? When you try and when you just want to be so far ahead of where you are, it's impossible. It's impossible to see that. You have to take just the next step. It's all you can do. There's no shortcut. There's no fast way. There's no entrepreneurial sort of lottery that you can just win except for working your ass off in the long term and playing the long game and then all of a sudden it's like now that i'm at point b it's like point c looks pretty damn good but (laughs) and i had no idea you know what i mean it's like it's just kind of the way it is and so yeah i don't know man there was just i don't know if i said this last time i was on the show um but looking back sort of on when i sort of when I really internalized that it was going to work was like, I think I was like eight weeks into the show launching and I had actually, uh, the Gary V show had just started. Mm. Uh, it was like maybe like five or 10 episodes into it, not even. And I remember just like lying on the couch one afternoon um, and watching one of his episodes and somebody said like, how do you create like the whole like personal brand, all that kind of stuff. And he was just like, okay, well, with what you have now in front of you, YouTube, podcast, anything, whatever your medium happens to be, if you start doing the work and you see like that spark or you feel that spark that there's just the tiny, even if it's not a lot of people yet, but you feel this spark or you've heard a little bit of feedback that you might hitting something right he's like you have to go all in you have to work your ass off as hard as you can you have to put your head down and not stop until you've gone as far as you possibly can and it was literally then I went from two episodes a week to I was like okay I'm gonna go to three episodes a week and I'm not gonna stop and I gave myself 12 months I was like I'm just gonna go for it I'm gonna put my head down and it was this weird feeling where all right in 12 months from now if this hasn't gone as far as it can go and it's not kind of getting any more traction, then I can stop. But at least then I will know. It's like back three months from earlier than this, I wanted this so badly. Now, although it's not there with an audience, there is this weird spark I'm feeling sort of in my gut that's mm-hmm. telling me that this is the time. Now run with it or just shut up and stop. <laughs> don't have this. And so I did. I just went with it completely. And then it was like, Within like a week from that, I got sponsorships and I still have sponsorships and now more. And so that then gave me money to like hire an editor, to hire a VA, all those things that helped the show. And then it just kind of went. And I just, and there was some times, man, after that where like, according to like the download stats and like Libsyn, like it, my show was like dead in the water for a couple of months, it seemed. But it just, it was that whole dip thing, right? You got to just, just ignore it. Push, 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 push. And then all of a sudden you get through it and it's like, whoa, everything skyrockets. It's like... <laughs> yeah, no matter how big your show is. Yeah, it's yeah. the dip, right? Yeah. It's the dip that on the other side, everybody's just like, whoa, you got so lucky with your show. My show didn't do it. It's like, well, you quit. Like you quit halfway through that dip. And I just, I had to ignore it and just push through because I felt that it was, that I was doing the right thing. And it's... It's the only thing you can do, right? It's when it literally is when everybody quits is when things start to suck and they do all the time. It's just how it is, <laughs> but you have to just push through. That's it. That's absolutely it. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things, right? And so, I mean, I keep striving for the bigger shows ahead of me, but um, really all they've done now at this point is just put in an extra three years worth of like hard work mm-hmm. that I have to mm-hmm. try and catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, all right. So take me through um, one more hack that's in the book that just you can't get away from. Like it, you just something that just keeps coming back to you um, as you're kind of working day to day. Uh, Brian Smith. Okay. So Brian Smith is um, an older entrepreneur at this point. I, he hardly knows how to work the internet, and it's beautiful. Um, but he is the founder of Ugg Boots. Um, so from like 1970 or like early 80s, he founded Ugg Boots. He has this crazy story where like his company got like taken out of his hands twice for like nothing. He had to buy it back. And just like this crazy struggles of business, which then turned into like this international brand success. But after like 20 something years. Um, And so his is, um, I guess it's almost like the dip, but just from uh, somebody who's never probably read Seth Godin before. Um, And so his is, you don't climb straight from nothing to something big. You hit an obstacle, climb over it, and reach the next level, the plateau. You come across the line again, cross another obstacle, and climb to the next level. The more you do that, the more you'll look back and realize how far you've come. It's all about overcoming each obstacle as it hits and not giving up. God, and this is like so this good. guy's whole life story. Yeah, like it's his whole life story. And except at the end, he freaking created Ugg Boots <laughs> and made this international sensation out of it and then sold it. Um, but it's a crazy, I can't even remember exactly how it happened, but he would like go into partnerships with like a dealer. And then all of a sudden he had signed a contract and not read it. And the person took his company and wow. he was like, and he's just like this old like beach bum guy living in California and just like he went back to like surfing and yoga, but then he got his company back somehow. And But all of this had never turned into this big sensation until the last time he got a hold of it. Um, and then he sold it at like a plateau and it's like, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. he's great. He's really, really great. And that's one that really sticks with me because, um, well, because he gets to leave this legacy behind. Um, but if he would have quit, Literally anywhere in that 20 years, other than where he did decide to finally quit and throw in the towel, it would have just been one of those stories of an entrepreneur who spent the good years of his life kind of wasting his time and not doing anything. You know what I mean? The, right. the kind of fear that I think all of us sometimes have at different points in our life, like, and is what I'm doing like worth it? Is it, is it so, like, you know what I mean? Am I doing something meaningful? Is this business like complete going to be a failure? Like, am I deluding myself? And it's like he could have told him that self and he probably did, but then he yeah. worked through it. And at the end, he created Ugg Boots, which terrible boots, but an amazing, amazing company. Brand, yeah. <laughs> an amazing company and a brilliant brand, like from a business perspective. And I think he'd even admit that they're not the coolest boots, but damn, he did he did he did well. So. Yeah, and sometimes those are the story like the guys that have just been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years are some of the best conversations. Yeah. Uh when we're talking about business because it's it's so different but yet nothing really changes. Yeah, he's you know? he's been he's been phenomenal ever since uh, we still actually talk uh, via email. He's like one of my greatest supporters still. He joined my email newsletter. He's like one of the first person like minutes after it like gets sent on Sunday mornings, he opens it up and responds to them. And it's really cool. It's like, man, I got a connection to Brian Smith from Ugg Boots. That's cool. Just from interviewing him. Incredible. Um, Yeah. yeah. Well, so, okay. For those that want to get the book, where, where do we get the book? Where do we order it? Can we get a, a hardcover, a digital copy? How does it come? Yes. 
So it's on Amazon. You can get the Kindle version or you can get a paperback. Nice. Uh, it's your choice. So on any of your Amazons, amazon.com or .ca if you're a Canadian like me, um, you can look up Hack the Entrepreneur or you could go straight to my site. Um, it's at hacktheentrepreneur.com slash book. And um, you can see sort of the sales page for it. Kind of get an idea who's in it. I have a bunch of people listed on there, what it's about. But really, I mean, it's two ninety nine on Kindle right now. So and it's gonna be for a while. So it's kind of a it's kind of a no brainer, I would say, because it's literally just a distillation of two hundred conversations with like fifty entrepreneurs that are way smarter in business than I will ever be. <laughs> and seriously, and they're just I feel really, the same really way. smart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's me kind of summarizing it and then kind of hopefully like boiling it down for people, but it's, and hopefully put into a good package so that it's, it makes sense and it's easy to digest. And it's kind of the book, like I I printed it, it's in a printed sort of a small version. Um, So when, when you were on my show, did you, did I send you a book? No, I I, I didn't get a book. Oh, so the first 50 people that were on my show, um, I was sending them this book called It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want to Be, like oh. mailing them a physical copy. Oh, it's nice. One That's of the awesome. nicest, coolest books. It's small. It's like four and a half inches, I think, by like seven. Just a small little kind of booklet. And so I totally emulated that book when I made mine into a pressing. So it's like a small kind of little book, but it's like 145 pages or something. Um, and I think it's awesome. It, to me, really, if you can get it in a paperback, it's the way to go because it's really... I spent a lot on the design, the formatting, and like a lot of time and thought. So Yeah, it's it really looks cool, really beautiful. It looks like something that you kind of thumb through and, and get that inspiration for what you're working on. Um, since exactly. you cover a nice broad topic, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so Amazon.com is your place. Hack the Entrepreneur is cool. the name. That's awesome, man. Well, um, you know, we'll we'll add the links in the show notes too for anyone uh, that wants to go directly there. And yeah, thank you so much for for coming on and and keeping us updated as to to your progress. I absolutely appreciate it, Michael. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. We're twice monthly. We send out actionable advice for entrepreneurs and exclusive links to AMAs with our guests. That's rocketship.fm. Sign up today. I never knew the world could be this mad Only vision I had of sex was Color me bad and I I never knew the world could be this cold Only time a nigga died He was playing the role But now niggas get they soul stole so often The only thing they offer demons Is awake in the coffin For men wide to coffin Down to Austin She said I'm off It's more for two abortions Without precaution Follow what I be But there's too many wanna be Jordan Too many forces thinking they can make a fortune scoring Too many wanna be actors Instead of achieving the masters At least a batches But no too many wanna be rappers uh, that's just statistics. Don't mistake me for hit big Chris like niggas in the White House. Supplying white out on Jim Crow laws. You probably missed it. Ought to be persistent when you try to fight for your existence. It ain't easy living life like this when you try to be righteous. But no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices to so keep the tech now to meet your prices. It ain't easy living life like this when you try to be righteous. But no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices to so keep the tech now to meet your 
Christ person. Mad nervous, you surrender, disturbing. Look him in the eye. Flicks made you die, you know you murk him right there. Plus his height is like right here. So you know if you were fight fair, then you have him like quite scared. But don't forget the tech hell high by your right ear. So listen loud and clear. You don't wanna lose your life there. Don't you show a slight tear? Well, let him say fear. Just let him disappear tonight. Yeah, yeah, what your like is. Rob by the crack is. Left alone in the apartment. Smothers be jobless. So they make dollars shaking the top. Listen, daddy been gone. Said he took off like ostrich. Since he gained knowledge, I'm keeping it with the synopsis in. Shit like that make you wish you were adopted. To escape the pain, you join the gang and get intoxicated. Had no shame. Nothing wrong with some Mary Jane. The only thing is you do with a game. It ain't easy living life like this. When you tryna be righteous, when no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices, so we the tech now to meet your prices. It ain't easy living life like this. When you tryna be righteous, but no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices, so we the tech now to meet your prices. Boy, man, Imagine me fed up, a go getter for more cheddar. Po never, no more letters, cause I know no better. No error, no steeds, no Kirk, no Lee, no school, no OG, no talent, no me. What if I just say act right? What if I pack crack white by my sack tight? Join the gap fight, they could clack tight. Slide in the vibe with the black stripe. And give my friends the back knife, cause that's life, nigga. It ain't easy living life like this. When you tryna be righteous, when no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices, so keep the technology. Meet your crisis. It ain't easy living life like this. When you tryna be righteous, but no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices, so keep the tech now to meet your crisis. It ain't easy living life like this. When you tryna be righteous, but no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices, so keep the tech now to meet your crisis. It ain't easy living life like this. When you tryna be righteous, but no one nigga might just leave you lifeless for prices. High tech devices, so keep the tech. Now to meet your Christ. Christ, Christ.